Baseball cards have been around for more than 125 years. In his latest edition of Reading Baseball, Pete Peterson examines the origin of the collector's items and how they've changed over the years. Cyberger died last December at the age of 91. His New York Times obituary described Berger as the father of the modern-day baseball card. It was Berger who, after taking a job with the Topps Chewing Gum Company in 1947, began a baseball card series for Topps in 1951. That series turned collecting baseball cards into a big business and a cultural phenomenon. One of the ironies of the history of baseball cards is that a hobby associated with childhood and bubblegum began as a tobacco firm's promotion for cigarettes when, in 1887, Goodwin and Company inserted baseball cards in its packages of old judge cigarettes. In 1909, the American Tobacco Company brought out what has become the most sought-after baseball card series for collectors. The series included a Hannes Wagner card that was recently appraised at $2.8 million. When the tobacco industry's interest in baseball cards faded in the 1920s, candy companies like Cracker Jack started using baseball cards as prizes but the Depression made the collection of baseball cards a luxury that few families could afford. The shortage of paper in World War II brought the manufacturing of baseball cards to a halt. Once the war ended, baseball card collecting entered what many regard as its golden age. It began modestly in 1948 when Bowman Gum issued a set of black and white cards in penny packs. Bowman had no rival until Topps Chewing Gum issued a set of baseball cards in 1951. To avoid a legal entanglement with Bowman, Topps decided to include taffy instead of gum in his packs, but the strategy backfired when the varnish on the cards rubbed off on the taffy and made it smell like kerosene. In 1952, Topps wisely used less varnish and included a slab of bubble gum with its cards. It was also in 1952 that Topps began using professional artists to hand paint its cards. Its 1952 series was so popular that Topps issued a second printing but it came out too late in the baseball season and it didn't sell very well. After storing the unwanted cards in a warehouse, including its now prized Mickey Mantle rookie card, Topps finally rented a garbage scow and dumped them in the Atlantic Ocean. With the success of the 1952 Topps series, Bowman and Topps entered into a fierce competition, which ended in 1956 when Topps bought out Bowman. In 1955, in one last effort to compete with Topps, Bowman came up with a unique idea of framing each image of a ball player as if he were appearing on a television screen. Known as the TV set, the series included a card for Cardinals Bill Verdon, who would go on to win the 1955 Rookie of the Year Award. For the rest of the 1950s, the Topps cards became more and more attractive and informative, but there were some interesting blunders. The 1952 Joe Garagiola card has him wearing a blue Pirates cap with a red P a perfectly colored cap for a cub, but not for a black and gold Pittsburgh Pirate. In 1957, Topps, unaware that the negative for right-hand hitting Hank Aaron's card was reversed in air, came out with a left-hand batting Hank Aaron. Two years later, Aaron's teammate, Lou Burdett, got in on the joke. The right-hand throwing Burdett borrowed Southpaw Warren Spahn's glove and Pose throwing left-handed for his Topps card. By the end of the 1950s, Topps had turned a childhood hobby into a big business that continued to grow until it reached its peak in the late 1990s. Today, cards that kids inserted in bicycle spokes are now carefully handled with tweezers. Instead of using them in flipping contests, collectors looking for an investment 
seek advice from appraisers before competing at auctions for pricey mint condition rookie cards. When I was a kid, I collected baseball cards, but these days I own no more than a handful, most of them Christmas or birthday presents from my kids. My wife, Anita, never collected baseball cards, but she does carry one special card in her wallet of an aging ball player in a Pirates uniform. On the back it reads, Richard Pete Peterson gives his vital statistics and describes him as a future Hall of Famer. The card, of course, is bogus. It was made at a memorabilia shop in Cooperstown where you can have your photo taken in any big league uniform and made into a baseball card. It's also deceiving because you can't see the clothespins in the back holding the much too large uniform on my much too small frame. It's a wonder that Anita didn't ask the owner of the shop to list my nickname on the card as Pete the Pin Peterson. So for today, this is Pete the Pin Peterson for Reading Baseball. And Reading Baseball is a series of essays and commentaries by Richard Pete Peterson, the author of Pops, the Willie Stargell story, and Growing Up with Clementi.